Mic test. One, two. I bring it in. Welcome to the reading and coke sniffing portion of the podcast. Really? I don't sniff coke, man. Crack is whack. Uh, Coke is a joke. I smoke rock cocaine. This is a drug-free zone. And welcome back to another episode of Black Law and Legal Lies, where we focus on education, entertainment, edutainment. I am Anne, one of your hosts. You can follow the podcast at Black Law Podcast across all social media platforms. Platforms. And you can follow me at I Tell Legal Lies on Twitter. You can also follow Becky if you can find her. She's been like Casper, Man, the friendly ghost. She ain't too hard to miss these <laughs> days. You know what? That's not right. That's just not right. What? I'm just saying. Because she always here right. and I always be nah, seeing her. Nah, that's just not right. <laughs> My name is Dan and I am one of your other hosts. And I am, uh, see, and today she is low energy, people. Let me tell you. <laughs> Low energy. Really? I'm low energy? And, you know, uh, our forefathers, when they invented these podcasts, they did not see the times that were coming ahead of them. Very true, people. Very true. That's how you know he freestyling. He'd just be like, <laughs> very. Because he says anything and none of it makes sense. Every time he opens his mouth, he's freestyling. That shit is funny because he'll. you can tell when he's reading off the prompt he'll be like, this great nation was founded upon principles. And let me tell you, very Prin- fine that's a, principles. That's a great word. Principles is a big word. Very huge. I've been I've been uh to the principal's office. My name is Dan. Keep up with me on Twitter and on IG at I am Dan on Drugs. So, ladies and gentlemen, today what we're going to talk about, I'm I'm really excited to bring this topic up. We're about to talk about getting the fuck up out of ch- out. Wait, I got a New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleanized this. We got to get the fuck up out here, you heard? Nah, bro. You don't sound right. Mm-mm. Psh, fuck uh-uh. up out here. Uh-uh. 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 No. We're going to get the fuck out here. Really? You me? Really? Yeah, we got them three for nines, Wody. Three for nines, Wody. You know what? Hey, what? Say, bro. I don't even know what's going on right now, bro. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell y'all about. No, you did. You say we're we're talking about yeah. getting the hell up out of here. Get the fuck up out here, you hear me? You know what? You gonna stop doing that because you sound stupid. Man, everybody else says that I sound like I'm from New Orleans. Lies. You sound for real. They said sound, that shit. That's because they're not from New Orleans. It don't matter. I can pass as an actor. If they was doing a movie about New Orleans and they casted me in the movie as a native New Orleanian, I can pass. You could also pass for Spanish. You could also pass I can. for Iranian. Be like, you, uh, Mar- Marque, Marque e dos, habla eh, espanol. You know what? Shut up. Anyway, so getting the expletive Fuck up out you. of here, as Dan so eloquently put it, we're talking about um, taking up residencies in different countries. And we have been experiencing, you know, we know what white flight is. And that's normally when people run from neighborhoods because black people move in. My neighborhood currently, actually, 
and no bullshit. I'm I'm like looking around now, like, hold up. So when we moved in this neighborhood on this particular street, we were the only family of color. Black. I think there's a Hispanic family that tries to pass themselves off as white. Wait, co- really? Nah, really. <laughs> so next thing you know, we got Spanish, um, they're Mexicans that live on one side. And then we had another black family move in about four or five houses down. Then another um, Hispanic, I don't know, I'm going to assume that they're Mexican just because the area uh, moved in. So next thing you know, you start seeing four sale signs left and right. Mm -hmm. So what's crazy is this neighborhood uh, up until a certain point was not known for diversity. I mean, just the fucking parrot was city is Metairie even a city Metairie is a city it's not really Jefferson known. is the parish <laughs> it's not really known for man I'm up from up north but we have counties <laughs> same difference right but we don't have cities inside of counties. yes you do Prince George's County, County. right right and Oxen what Hill, city Maryland. is it exactly in Prince George County I don't even think Oxen Hill is a city though you know what Anyway, whatever. But anyway, all the for sale signs are up and we have new white families moving in and they are shocked because when you typically look at a house, when you go out with your realtor, you don't really see who lives where and what's going on. In the other houses, right. And you just be like, oh, all right. Yeah, it's a nice house. Just like there's a a section and I've talked about it before on the West Bank called Woodmere Mm -hmm. used to be all white. Um. Nice houses, big houses, single family homes, two car garage, four beds, two baths. It is actually where a lot of Caucasian mo- Caucasians moved to when they were leaving New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It was either they moved to Metairie or they moved to the North Shore of our lake. We have a Lake Pontchartrain and the North Shore of our lake is like Slidell, Covington, different places or they went they moved across the river the mississippi river on the west bank west bank bro of the city and they moved into places you know just for just far enough not to be a part of the city but not too far that you can't enjoy what the city has to offer so yeah so as i was saying we know what white flight is well now we're talking about black flight and not just from cities. We're talking about black people leaving the country. Something that has been termed Blackxit. You know, like Brexit. Brexit, yeah. Yeah, so now it's being termed Blackxit. And basically because of How what is going on is what here. is going on right now. You know, what's currently going on, our systems of justice, the the duality of life between Caucasian people and people of color in the United States. I wouldn't even call it a a duality. It is a duality. I would add some more alities in there. It's like a quadality. Okay, so. Because you got your poor white people who. uh, But they still still make off. (laughs) Right. They 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 benefit. Right. They still make out better than. The middle class and the upper class white folks don't like them. So, and the same with the police. When you're looking at police policing these towns, um, let, let's say like Hanville, Louisiana, they don't police Hanville except on behind the tracks. 
because behind the tracks in Homeville, you know, there are certain sections in Homeville that That's the trailer park. That black people live in. Oh, I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about the trailer the trailer park folks. Like Destrahan. Like they honestly don't because that's why you when know I what? say when we, I say we got somebody we can ask. When I say duality, it's because it doesn't matter if you're poor and white. It does to it, an extent. Not not when it comes to policing. And not when it comes to Have you watched treatment. the show Cops? Yes. It, it's yes. always that one white dude that never have a shirt on. He got them skin tight Wranglers on and a Budweiser hat. And he be running with a cigarette hanging from his lip. And that cigarette don't never fall either. But they it will tackle his That dude still get treated better than me. Coke, y'all. Coke. I'm telling you. So all I know is the black people, we do get treated unfairly. 100 percent and damn that's an elephant over there there's an elephant in the room man yeah i'm gonna take some time to shout out our sponsors um wow my co-host is having a heart attack look (laughs) we have a new there's a new game on the market and let me tell you ladies and gentlemen it's great it is called quotes from the man with the hat you will get things like uh uh, hey, buddy, <laughs> you know, I'm not a racist or anything, but, you know, my brother-in-law, he 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 just don't get it. <laughs> you know, I told him he almost got shot five times. And, you know, see, I have experience. I have experience. So I see these things or things like don't fall now. We ain't got no insurance. And my personal favorite, you should have been done being got your money. So check out the new card game called quotes from the man with the hat you can use these quotes in any situation and it doesn't matter they will always apply you ask about apple stock and you pick a card and it'll be like yeah but my brother-in-law's a racist you know what you are so stupid anyway all right so blacks it we are talking about black people pulling up stakes and taking up residency in another country so and when we say that we do not mean all the time specifically we're talking about them taking up residency not necessarily giving up their um american citizenship but they are they apply to become a resident a permanent resident as someone would here come to the united states and do apply to be a a permanent resident. We have green card holders who are basically permanent U.S. residents. Right. Well. Well, let me uh, let me ask you this, too, because I've heard I've only heard I never really looked it up. But once you renounce your U.S. citizenship, you can no longer regain it. Right. That's not true. OK, because I was under the impression that you could. I mean, well, you could not after you gave it up. The U.S. is like, Psh, fuck you then. No, you just like just like anyone else. You can become a, a resident. You can become a resident of the United States. You know, it's it, it will be difficult. To, it will be difficult for you to do it. But you could regain your citizenship. Because huh. there's like there's a question. Maybe it's one. Yeah, I think it shit. I got to renew my uh, gun permit and go shoot some shit. 
Uh, but I think it what? is when you buy a gun, they ask you, have you ever renounced your U.S. citizenship on the application to purchase a firearm? I think that's where I saw it. So then that led me to believe that if you have, you couldn't get it back. Therefore, you couldn't purchase a gun or some shit like that. I don't know. But I thought it was rather interesting. No. I know there's uh there's a town, a little town I know. Anyway, so here's the thing about actually becoming a permanent resident of another country. It's hard. Not as hard as you think. There are a lot of countries out there who welcome black people, who, who honestly welcome anybody with open arms. Take Mexico, you know, our friends to the south. We talk, or not we, Donald Trump talks about the Mexicans the country of Mexico and its citizenship, but there are about roughly one to two million Americans living as permanent residents in Mexico. Mm-hmm. The one, the crazy thing about what I was going to say about taking up residency in another country while maintaining your U.S. citizenship, you, excuse me, y'all, you actually still have to pay taxes on any money that you earn. You have to file a U.S. tax tax return. return. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the way the tax laws work, you have to pay taxes on your global income. And when they say global, they mean income from anywhere that you've made it. You know that? So as long as you are a U.S. US citizen. citizen. But right. what if you're not if- a U.S. citizen? Because, all right, I'm somewhat familiar with taxes. I know that we have these uh, immigrant workers that come here that are not U.S. citizens. Not, and they don't have green cards, visas, or... They're the, still required to, to pay taxes because you have earned money in the country. In my experience... They don't pay taxes, though. They actually get. Exactly. Exactly right. Well, see, and this this is one of the flaws, so to speak, in our tax laws and something that Congress actually two years ago kind of closed some gaps. So we have treaties with Mexico and we have um, other things that affect taxes and the way Mexican citizens are taxed in the United States. So the way our treaties work, if you are not a U.S. citizen, but you are a Mexican national, if you're a citizen of Mexico, you're working in the United States, you're earning income in the United States, and you file a tax return, you are not eligible for earned income credit if you have children on your tax return who but you are not get the child tax credit though exactly right but you get child tax credit and you used to be able to get child tax credit <clears throat> if they had an ITIN number which which is an individual tax identification number it's not a social security number but it's a number that the the IRS the department of the treasury uses to identify you on your tax return. They have since, um, when they had this, the tax law revamp, 
they fixed some of that <clears throat> so that if the child that you're claiming doesn't have a social security number, you're not eligible for certain credits, right? So that was because, like you said, it's kind of crazy. You're working in the United States. You're not necessarily paying taxes. Some of them don't, but you file a tax return and then you get like $5,000 in tax credits for children that are not even in the country. Mm-hmm. But children that you're taking care of, nonetheless, at least that's what you say. So if you are, as I said, United States citizens, it does not matter if your residence is someplace else. If you are making money in that other place, the United States is actually, the United States want a piece of it. You know, they want they want you to pay money on the income that you've earned. Even now, if you are a drug dealer. Yeah. A racketeer, um, a pimp, a prostitute, or any type of illegal activity that generates money for you, you are still technically required to file a tax return. That's, That's how right. they got because Al Capone, y'all. We just said global income, and it does not matter if you, it's legal or illegal. The United States government wants you to pay taxes on anything that you're making. So to answer your question, to uh, restate, because you asked about renunciation and I said that you can't get it back. Mm -hmm. Well, let me, let me further, let me, let me further. Told you ain't hard to miss. What? Ain't hard to miss. Shut up. Let, let me put some uh, advisos and some quid pro quos on that. Um, if you have renounced your citizenship prior to becoming eight, you turning 18, you can, in fact, regain your citizenship before you turn 18 or if you apply within six months after turning 18. Um Oh, oh, Lord. So having said that, so mm-hmm. hi, how are you? I'm good. Awesome. So uh, citizenship? Yeah, we're talking about renunciation of citizenship. Oh, because it, you don't want to live in the U.S. anymore? We're talking about blagsit. We're talking about oh. people of color getting the hell up out of Dodge because they are not down with what the hell is going on in the United States these days. Okay. And how, in spite of the fact that they have left the United States, if they've not renounced their U.S. citizenship, they are still required to pay monies to the United States government on monies that they've earned, you know, because we are expected to pay taxes on our global income. Oh, really? Yes, that That is absolutely That is news to me. That's right. So, also, so... Dan mentioned that um, on the application to for his concealed weapon permit, mm-hmm. there's a question about whether or not you've renounced your United States citizenship. And he thought that once you renounced it, you can't get it back. And I said, that's not true. You can't. And so I would said you that, just have to go through the the city, the, the naturalization. Yeah, that way. See, and that's that's what I was saying. It's not like like 
you're a natural born citizen and you renounce your citizenship. Mm -hmm. From my understanding, if you did that prior to you turning 18, as I said, you can get it back. Or if you turn 18, you have six months to actually petition well, I back. think most of the people that are doing this black sit thing are probably over 18. Yeah, but the problem is they're not really renouncing their citizenship. Oh. What they're doing is... They're kind they're of waiting it out. <laughs> they're, they're taking up permanent residency mm-hmm. in another country, not necessarily renouncing your citizenship. That's basically what people do. Excuse like me. When, when you they know come, you ain't going back. When they come to the United States, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily give up their citizenship in whatever country they come from, they just become a permanent U.S. Mm -hmm. resident. So what black folk are doing is becoming like permanent residents of Sierra Leone or permanent residents of, I heard Ludacris is like a resident of, what is it, Gabon? Like, where's his wife from? Atlanta, Georgia. Nah, bro. So, um... As I said, not necessarily giving up your citizenship, just changing your residency. Mm -hmm. You're no longer a resident of the United States, but you are still a citizen because because regaining your citizenship would be, you know, kind of it would not be super easy. But you should be able to go through the naturalization process. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Pause for effect. Uh, oh, that's nasty. Mm-mm-mm. That's Miss Becky, if you nasty. Okay, so, man, look, we got some injectables. Um, Shut up. Collins, right? I'm telling you, man, the polycount was high today. I can't help it. Man, I got some, we got some injectables, My though. Low days ain't working. Man, we got some. Claire today working. Sudafed, man, that's where it's at. Really? Yeah. I prefer Allegra. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. And so then we talk about people like Tina Turner. I think Tina Turner actually did renounce her citizenship, did she not? She went to one of the Middle Eastern countries, didn't she? I thought it was like Germany or something like that. Yeah, I thought it was a European country. Yeah. She she definitely renounced. But let's let's do a search since we're talking about. Um, Look up black Americans who have renounced their ooh, citizenship. Really? I wonder okay. if Wesley Snipes did. Hell nah, that nigga went to jail. He was a <laughs> well, citizen I mean, of I jail. I, look, I after that experience, I think I would have. <laughs> Man, look, um, I can tell you, most deaf did, I believe. Really? Yeah, he went to Africa. And um, then, if I'm not mistaken, they wouldn't let him back into the country afterwards. Really? Yeah, to do like a show or a concert or some shit like that. All right. So let's see. List of former U.S. citizens who relinquished their... Uh, and you know what's crazy, though? Um, what led me to this topic, actually, and, and at talking about it and introducing it, is because I had read an article that said that Americans are renouncing their citizenship in record numbers. Like as of this year, they're seeing like it double right. the I, number of people who are actually renouncing and or fleeing the country. And it 
it kind of like took me aback. You know, we we talk about you hear you hear it said all the time, especially leveled at people of color. If you don't like it, leave. Go, yeah. Go back and, to where you come from. Right. You know, but you don't you don't really think about people doing it, you know, mm-hmm. like getting the hell out. And I started reading the, the information, you know, I started reading the articles, article after article. And then I hit this article that said in 2020, um, statistics show as of this month, like the number of people who have either renounced and or given up their residency doubled I in previous years. But this is the same thing that white people were saying um, when Obama uh, was running for office. Basically, if he gets elected, I'm I'm leaving this country. And I think Ted Nugent was one of them, too. And uh, maybe uh, what's the name? Marshall Limbaugh or somebody like all the all the talking heads. And and it's like here we are eight years later. Well, 12 now. And y'all motherfuckers still here. Mm -hmm. So people love to threaten to leave this country. And I can tell you for a fact that I would have no problem in 2020, 2019, 18, 17, leaving (laughs) and renouncing my citizenship. The only thing I think that would um, prevent me personally from doing it is it would have to be an English speaking country. and then you have some of the quality of life type of things. Like they can't have holes in the ground for bathrooms. You stupid. But no, it would have, I would be, I would prefer Canada to be honest with you. And I believe Canada at this time is saying no U S people. Yeah. They don't want, they don't want us, you know, because of COVID though, that that you say that, that there are countries who do not welcome us with open arms. But as African-Americans, people of color, there are a lot of countries who do actually hold out their arms and say, oh, you're running or you're leaving. You want somewhere to go. Come here. We we mentioned earlier. Mexico. Mexico is one of those countries. Africa. There's a lot of countries in Africa that also are like, you know, come on back home. Uh, but, South South Africa is one of them, too. So I didn't know uh, Eduardo Severin, the co-founder of Facebook. Oh, the chicken dude. Yeah, he straight up, he straight up renounced his U.S. citizenship and um, went to Singapore. Wow! And it says that you know, not necessarily. Well, he is a person of color. Yeah. So, but he he um, Singapore does not allow dual citizenship. So. He said, so long, farewell. But, you know, he did it for exactly the purposes that we were speaking about earlier. He did it for tax purposes. Mm. Because here's the, here's the thing um, about that. I said that United States government, you have to pay taxes on your global income, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you also would have to pay taxes in the country that you earn the money in. So... In effect, you're being taxed twice. Right. Right. And let me guess. Singapore has one of the lowest tax rates. I know. According to this, they said he gave up being an American citizen to save millions in taxes from his Facebook portion. So he was able to avoid capital gains tax 
on his stock. Mm-hmm. And um, and capital gains tax for those of you who are unfamiliar, it is a tax on an asset that you have for longer than one year. No. <laughs> yes. No. No. You just you just gave them the definition of a short term and a long term asset over a year is a long term and asset. under a year short term capital asset. gain. The problem is that's not what a capital get. That's not the definition of capital gain. You just gave them the definition of right. long and short. I had to make sure that they were clear <laughs> on man, that before up, I can tell up, them that man. a capital gain is a tax on income or something worth money that you have. It's okay. called capital gains okay. tax. Denise Rich, she left. Who is she? She apparently was a songwriter. For people like Mary J. Blige, Aretha Franklin, Jessica Simpson, Mark Anthony, Celine Dion, Pat LaBelle, Diana Ross, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. You know, you ever notice that you always have to say Shaka Khan? You have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, it's a moral imperative <laughs> that you you have to say it like that. I was looking for um, Jet Li. Damn. Wait, he was an American. Apparently renounces U.S. citizenship in 2009 and moved to Singapore. Singapore must have some really low tax. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like that can. That's all I could think. So, Anne, if you decided, whatever for whatever reasons, to get to get kicked to, to kick the U.S. Yes. in the ass, yes. where would I go? Yes, is that your question? Yes, where would you go? Dubai. And why? That's where you would go? Hell no. So why you say that's where I'm gonna go? Yeah, that just sounds like some shit you would do. I've already been there. It's actually an okay. awesome place. Exactly. So it is. It but it's hella expensive, man. Mm-hmm. Dubai is like stupid outrageous. Not expensive. if you live in the Metairie version of <laughs> no, Dubai. No, you couldn't. The live, outskirts. You couldn't even live in the Met. Even in the Metairie version of Dubai. So where would I go? Can you come back to me? Because I've start. never. Honestly, as bad as. People think the country is and as bad as as frustrated as I get with our country and the people in it who are making it the way it is right now. I have never actively thought about leaving. And if I did where I'd go. So can can I come back to come I'll back start. To me? I'll start. OK, so this is actually something that in all honesty, no, like. All jokes aside that I have thought of and we've even discussed a few times. And I think we kind of landed in Canada because the weather one, I love cold weather. Um, It would be one of the English speaking, like, say, the Toronto's or the Ontario's, the English, because Canada, from my understanding, is not that much different as far as lifestyle, your everyday life from the U.S. And I will get health care <laughs> and be able to go to the doctors. And um, like Canadians are just fucking nice, man. How you know? Like I know Canadians. I just never been to Canada. I'm saying who do you know that's Canadian? Drake. You know what? <laughs> I said, who do you know, bitch? I say <laughs> I say know what you I, know, like what rapper or um, movie star I, or wait, are you going to tell me to, like be honest and it's a yes or no question right for a few months out of the year are you saying that i don't work with drake every day you know what 
Yes, it's a yes you, or no. no. It's a yes or a no. no. It's a yes no. or a no. You are, I work with Drake every day. I know. I do I too. I work with Drake every day, but not, not Drake the rapper. So all I'm saying is Canada, cold weather. And I even thought about if I stayed in the States, like Alaska, because of the low, the low population, but then you got to think medical care and things like that. Definitely Canada. Definitely New Zealand. Right. So I thought it was you, you you put a lot of thought into this thing. Yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Climate's all right. I mean it's not as it doesn't get as cold, but beautiful country and from all of the things that I've seen at least, race is not that much of an issue there. Hmm. And except for when you have idiots fly in from other places and shoot up um I don't know, you know. New Zealand and Australia, they have no Australia issues. is they have, fucking they racist. have problems with uh, indigenous people. Yeah, so. Australia. So Canada, Becky, you. My thoughts were also Canada, but I really haven't narrowed it down after that. But just any country that has a really good healthcare, um, I'm le- kind of leaning towards Italy. Um, I'm not really too educated on their race relations but as far as lifestyle i think they just kind of have a really relaxed um way of life and just slower and you know um i think italy would be a good place okay so back to me i um actually think you know out of the things that i've read and you know, reasons that people gave when I was reading all these articles about Blackzit and things of that nature. For me, if if I did it, I think Mexico would actually be the way to go, really, because you think your money would last a very long time. You had you're close enough and I would go somewhere where I'm close enough that if I wanted to come back to visit, it wouldn't be like a stupid long flight. Because, you know, my family's here. So I want somewhere where I can hop on a flight two hours. I'm home, you know, come and see people for Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving. If I wanted to pop up for Mother's Day, for Father's Day and come back and see my family. But as I said, again, your money would stretch because American dollars to pesos, man, I would be killing it. You would also in Mexico have to have like private security. Not really. It all depends on where you're living. If you think about it, you're living in Mexico, right? You're living in Mexico. But if you did something like Puerto Vallarta or um, you stick close to like tourist place, touristy places, and even though you have like the cartels, shit, you got the cartels in the United States. I mean, you walk around and you don't have private security here. So I think for me, someplace in Mexico would be the place to go. Okay. And we actually have somebody with some insight on Italy. Okay. About the, uh, nah, nah, I'm about to, I'm about to receive receive a call. He from Charlotte. Yeah. Some of the information may or may not have been changed to protect innocent but um mexico nah yeah man i couldn't do it only because i know certain parts of mexico really bad 
Let okay, me tell you, people. Guess what? Really bad. Certain parts of United States really bad. Almost certain, every part. Certain parts. Certain parts. You know, everybody people, has stuff. That's what I'm need. saying. People are people everywhere, and there are bad actors everywhere. If you were smart about what you did and where you went, just like here, if you're smart. Yo. You all, I was like, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're being recorded right now, too. <laughs> oh, damn. Hey. I'm ready. <laughs> Look, all right, so we're talking about leaving the country, right? Going to other, other I'm countries. I'm giving y'all something from back I in the day. I picked uh, Canada. Permanently. And Becky picked Italy, surprisingly. So yeah. she's trying. What we're trying to figure out is what are race relationships like for Black people in Italy, since you would know. Man, look, I'm almost getting my Italian citizenship as we speak, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm getting my Italian citizenship to go to New Zealand. But it's about the same. As, I mean, it's not as bad as America, but they got a big problem with African migrants coming over. So now they have a lot of race issues going on, but. I will say this. You ain't got to worry about as much being black in Italy as you got to worry about over here. Wait, so why why do you need to go to get a, a, Italian citizenship to go to New Zealand? Because we can't go nowhere in America. So the easiest way for me to be able to go all around the world is go through Italy because the Italian passport is the fourth strongest in the world. So since it's easier for me to get Italian citizenship, I can easily travel anywhere I want in the world. And stay there for a very long time if I have an Italian passport. So, how do you get a, a Italian uh, citizenship then? Like, so let's say Becky wants to get Italian citizenship. What, what requirements would she have to meet? Well, I can't say for sure for someone who doesn't have ancestry, but I'm basing mine off a of dual citizenship with my great grandma being from Italy. But um, we meet those requirements and. It's kind of complicated. It gets complicated, but I think now I may be wrong. It's either you have to live in Italy for five or ten years um, and take care of yourself, be a good citizen, and have a certain to make a certain amount of money to apply for citizenship. If you just go there, um, I want to say it's ten years. You have to stay there, like you have to physically stay there for ten years and make a living. But um, it, I mean, it's not that hard, you know, compared to some other places like South Carolina. <laughs> I live eight miles from South Carolina and I only been there once. <laughs> and that was the drive through to Georgia. Man. So if you if you did leave the country permanently, Italy would be your choice of country? Yeah, most likely. And also the good thing about Italian citizenship is they're in the EU. And when you're a member when you're a citizen of an EU state, you can travel to any other EU state without a passport. You have free travel. You can go anywhere. So if I'm in if I'm an Italian citizen with an Italian passport, I can go to Spain, France, Germany, Austria, anywhere I want to without having to worry about any uh, visas or passports or anything like that. Except England, because, you know, they're no longer yeah. a part of the yeah, EU. England, England want to play games, so they mm-hmm. kind of messed that up. <laughs> Man, so what about your family? Your family, would they also uh, qualify based off of your ancestry? Well, for me and my wife, I, the requirement is you have to be married to an Italian citizen for at least three years. Um, if you have kids, it's cut in half. But me and my wife have been married for four years already. So, you know, you got to show proof of marriage. Now, they say proof of marriage at an Italian church, but when you get dual citizenship, it, the rules are a little bit different. You're so, pretty much considered a national at that point. All right, so let me, so back up a little bit. You say you have to be married to an Italian citizen 
for for three years, wouldn't that be from the point that you gain citizenship? Is or no. it, it's retroactive? See, yeah, I looked that up too because that's what I thought. But it's actually retroactive. It's from the date you got married. Damn. Well, that sounds. I was, I was surprised too. I was like, "Oh shit, we are shoot, we already qualified." Mm-hmm. So you would you renounce your U.S. citizenship or would you keep that too? You keep that. Italy didn't get dual citizenship until 1992. They didn't allow it until 92. So, but now since the big diaspora, like my my great grandma, granddad, were after 1992, you can become an Italian citizen and keep your citizenship in whatever other country you're from. So you don't have to renounce citizenship. Damn. So can you have uh, can you get so your wife, uh, because we've had you on the show before officially and we know that your wife is from the Philippines. Could you get citizenship there? No, I thought I could, but I can't. She's actually from Guam. Her father was living in born in the Philippines. Well, he wasn't born in the Philippines either. Her mom was born in the Philippines. Um, now, that's actually the passport you really want to get, because if you get Filipino passport you can live in all of those south pacific countries and asian vietnam and australia and new zealand and all that for as long as you i, I think it's for i forget it's for a certain period of time um spouse included but um that's the passport you want to get man you can't get dual citizenship there she just misses it it has they have stipulations for if you're in the military because a lot of filipinos left to join the, uh, the military um before they gained full independence but um she would have to jump through a lot of hoops to get citizenship for the Philippines. I'll tell you what, we have something in the law called forum shopping. It's basically you're trying to find a court that um, would be advantageous to you. It sounds like P from Charlotte is out here country shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that dude said, man, the one you want <laughs> is Filipino. You want that passport. You want to get it, man. Look, you make me want... In all those countries in the Caribbean, you can buy citizenship. If you invest, I think, $180,000, you can buy citizenship in the Caribbean. Man, see, look, you make me, look, I might want to rethink my answer. Shit. I might might want Filipinos. uh, Ann says she's going to Mexico. Hey, you can apply for refugee status or I think Ghana or Nigeria, they welcome in black Americans to come over there. And and, and I, I don't know if you need a passport, but... If they say it, the terms are very friendly to come back over over in Africa, and they have a strong passport too. See, see, man, and they got this um this live entertainment scene. Like, all right, so the U.S. is Austin, right? Austin, Texas is known for their night. They got this guy Crazy you know G, what? right? Stop. They be like, just, they call me Crazy G, motherfucker. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> all right, man. That's all we wanted to find out was about uh, Italy because I was like, you, I know sir. somebody who would know. Hey, man. I don't blame you, man. Get out of Charlotte, too. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Hi. Thank you. Man, look. So, I mean, what he said actually made, you know, I was I made the joke about country shopping, but that is actually what people do when they decide, you know, I've had enough. I want to get out. You start looking for the place that, is going to be more advantageous to you. And that makes sense from a passport standpoint, mm, too, because I wouldn't have even thought of that because I've never been anywhere. So it's like I don't in the foreseeable future see myself wanting to go anywhere. But you think but what he said, like you said, you think about, OK, I get this one. It's like a free for all. I can get this one passport and it's like I have reciprocity. You know, that's something else. 
that we've talked about how you can get, you take the bar in one state and that state actually has agreements with other states that would allow you to practice. Mm -hmm. Well, you get this Filipino passport and Asiatic countries are now open to you. Man, where's uh, Bali and Malaysia? Well, not Malaysia, Bali. Where's that at? That's South, that's South Pacific, isn't it? Yeah. What country? Don't say Bali. <laughs> Hold up. Um, Where the I heck? I thought it was in Bali. Thailand. But Thailand? That might yeah. be right. Indonesia. Indonesia. There we go. Look, we was watching. So a uh, quick story here before we wrap this episode up is our trusted TV went out, right? And that that's something I picked up in New Orleans. They say went out when something breaks. It went out. It, it went out. It it broke. So I had to get a new TV. So we got the ultra high def 8K, 44K, 36K. Oh I thought the boss said 4 <laughs> I'm trying to hype our TV up, man. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Shit. We got, we got that new technology. It's 4 when it wants to be. Oh. But so okay. we looking for content to watch in 4K and uh so you can see all the HDR. pimples and everything else. Man, that HDR shit is fire. Like, all right, 4K is one thing, but when you pair that shit with HDR, different ball game. So we're watching this series on Bali and they had this fine ass little Balayan bitch just walking around wait, in a wait, bikini. Wait, time out. Once Balayan, again, I'ma need you girl to, to hold chick, on man. that freaking bitch word. Man. They ain't like she gonna hear me on anything. They got internet <laughs> over there. Nah, but like some of some of the shit was just like dope. And I'm pretty sure that's not the the main area, but that shit was fire. And I know someone like, that's a what, teacher. What are you talking about? I know someone that's a teacher living in a, I don't know them personally. I know of somebody that's a teacher living in a little villa in Malaysia paying $200 a month for rent. So people are like, yo, you living in a cardboard box? No, so probably living like, like stupid plush. Yo, she did an Instagram live of where she, like on the fucking beach, all the amenities in the crib. She got, Running water, a regular traditional See, bathroom. See, that's what I'm talking about. The and power of your dollar. This is what's crazy. Is she... So you you would think, okay, you're on the island. You Where the fuck are you going to work, right? She probably does work on the over the internet or whatever. She is a English teacher. Online English English teacher. as a second language. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? She is living it up. The only thing they have is poor medical care as far as like if your leg gets ripped off or something. Right. right. But I'm like, damn. So. Oh, yeah. See, that's what that. And that's why I was saying like Mexico, because the value of your dollar and I do understand that you have to think about health care and stuff like that. But Mexico, you can get fairly good health care, you know, if you can afford it. She, and, yeah, you can afford it because my man want to do anything <laughs> for wine. If you if you can afford it. But yeah, so there is, as we said earlier, there is this giant immigration exodus from united states to other countries yeah we we you know so real quick too a uh, little information what's the process i uh, guess it differs for each well, country for each country right but i know reading reading the article you just like you apply for residency in the united states same thing you call up 
So what you would do if you are um, interested in doing something like this, most, I know in America, we have um, the embassies for a lot of countries in the United States. You go down to whatever embassy, if it's Mexico, you go to the Mexican embassy and you inquire about residency and the process thereof. Basically, it's an application. And quite like the United States, you know, when you when you go to the United from some other country to the United States, you basically have to prove to them that you will not be a burden upon their country. And so, for instance, when Paul was looking at Canada, if I'm not mistaken, I should have asked him this while we had him, but he wouldn't be allowed to go to Canada because he's on uh, Social Security disability. So they would look at him as if you're trying to come here and mooch off of our system and and you don't have much to offer. That is 100 percent correct. You know, and that is something going bringing it back to the United States and some new stringent immigration laws that are now in effect because of Dr. Dorito. He actually they buttoned down the um, what is it called? We'll bring it back to my remembrance. You can, you can't. You remember when I said you can't be a burden on on the country that you're trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Well, if you are trying to immigrate to the United States and on the application you put that you might be in need of social services, you know, like X, Y, and Z, it is going to be harder for you to become naturalize it'll be harder for you to immigrate into the united states because as i said anybody who is considered a burden same thing holds true for other countries that much i know if you cannot bring anything of value if you actually are going to be a burden on their system they will turn down your application for residency but in order to find out what your particular country what you need to do you need to go to their embassy or look up their embassy online. That information is readily available for you. And FYI, there are several embassies in the New Orleans area. Mm -hmm. There's, um, for example, Norway, Albania, Iceland, Holland, Finland, Venezuela. Iceland probably is fire too. Dominican Republic, Thailand, Portugal. Oh, hold up. Don't go to DR, (laughs) y'all. Don't do it. They're killing people in the DR. Portugal, Panama, Mexico, Chile, mm-hmm. um, France, Honduras, don't eat Chile's um, kiwis, and Venezuela. See, yeah, we got. It's probably Sorry. all in one building, and, and it's one person. <laughs> you just know all. And of wait, it. you said Austria? Mm-hmm. Austria. Austria. Um, and they seem to be kind of all in the CBD. So Poydras Canal mm-hmm. Magazine, St. Charles. They're taking our jobs. Mm-hmm. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you are thinking about leaving the country, I, I've i had discussions with lots of people who are ready to leave the country. And I'll just leave with this. If we have a mass exodus of black people, they are going to realize how much they need us. How much we contribute. Right. And mm-hmm. as Doc Rivers said, why should we love a country that don't love us? No, we still love. He said we still love a country that never loved us. That man was really crying. 
Nah, that's just his voice. His voice, because he he be talking in in interviews like that. Like, I can't believe he didn't hit the three pointer. (laughs) Now we gotta go home for the rest of the season. They be like, Yai Doc. He be like, Yeah, (laughs) he's so stupid. But let me let me end with this. It is a reality that many people of color are leaving the United States, and I I in the article that I was reading. This one lady, you know, following her journey in particular, she said the the straw that broke the camel's back was George Floyd's murder. Mm. So she was like, she and she worked in the correctional facility, said that she had been, um, she worked for juvenile detention. And in her, in her job, she saw the disparities between how children of color and Caucasian children were treated, but she soldiered on. She, you know, she soldiered on. But as I said, George Floyd is what broke the camel's back for her. That was the final straw because she said she had an epiphany and she realized that she could no longer be a part of a country who absolutely has no respect for her. And then, you know, you mentioned, and she went to Mexico and you mentioned how, um, Parts of Mexico are bad, but, you know, she stuck to touristy type places. And she said, and this is something that she said, and and this is what struck me. And then I'll turn it over to Beck. She said, walking down the street in Mexico, looking at Mexican officers with automatic weapons, you know, with machine guns, she felt no fear. Hmm. She said, Her skin color is an asset rather than a detriment where she is. She said, you know, she walks down the street and these same police officers with these submachine guns smile at her and she feels no fear. And that, as I said, that struck me because how many of us have watched the cops like you ever been pulled over and not felt like for a split second man like just felt fear for a split second how many people of color can actually say that they've never done that in america yeah not i i can't say i I mean i i can honestly say that i have felt for like especially lately you know you you can put that stuff off in the back of your mind a lot of times but current events Lately, like I'm driving and I see police lights and my shoulders start hunching up. You know, it's like, damn. So it's crazy. For some reason, it doesn't bother me as much um, when I see the police behind me. But the only ones down here uh, are state troopers. Because I've said this before, this is the only place I've ever been where the speed limit could be 40. And I can blow past the cop going 65 <laughs> on in a residential neighborhood. And that's in New Orleans. That got to no, be in New Orleans. Here, is, in, is in it JP. In Metairie? Cause JP. Them fools, they be all over you. Uh, now, Kenner, on the other hand, mm-hmm. nah. So, Becky, closing thoughts. Well, if you do plan on leaving the U.S. permanently, all I can say is do your research. Know what's a priority to you as far as what you're looking for in your new country 
immerse yourself in the in the culture as best as you can so that you're not surprised when you get there. Don't be a colonizer. Mm. Yes. Oh, and like we said, do remember, as we said earlier, you are still required to pay taxes on that money if you are still a United States citizen. Right. So look at the money part, too. <laughs> <laughs> look at the money. Yeah, look at the money. Is it really worth it to you? Um, and take into consideration what Anne said with regard to um, being a productive member of their society. Amen to that. This mm-hmm. has been another episode of Black Law and Legalized. Next week, we're going to talk about eviction during COVID, kicking these motherfuckers out. You left co- and that's right. That's cold. That's just cold. What? Ain't, ain't that what we're doing? It's <laughs> cold. My name is Dan. Keep up with us on uh, all social media platforms at Black Law Podcast. Hi, and I'm just Dan, and you can follow I me. I am Dan on drugs. Shut up, man. And you can follow me at I Tell Legal Lies on Twitter. And this is Afro Becky signing off. Who joined the show mid midway through, you know, but we'll make it work.